0: Welcome to episode 594 of the PS Nation podcast. We are six away from six hundred. Yeah, that's a silent voices you hear from the other people because our backup track messed up. Um, or I messed up. Actually, I didn't start recording with my backup until eight o'clock or eight minutes. Yeah. So I have to re-record the intro. So my apologies for that. And we will be joining in progress of about the in the new releases when Josh is talking new releases. Um, it's about, I think he's on the first one or second one for new releases, but it's a hundred percent, my mistake guys, each, each, uh, host, um, records one end of their conversation that we have over Skype and then they send them to us and that sometimes those recordings, when they get sent over, can get a little discombobulated or messed up. Um, so I always run a backup, you know, like right before we start officially recording, I hit record on the backup and I just forgot. Uh, so I apologize for that, but I'm going to go through the nuts and bolts really quick because that's mainly what got cut off. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. You can subscribe to us multiple ways directly on your computer there through our RSS feed at psnation.com. Just about any podcast app in the area that you, um, that you use google play podcast attic um, etc so you can you know please leave us a review on those as well five stars and you know a written review or two stars whatever you think of the show Uh, we would appreciate that reviews Uh, it moves us up in the algorithms in ways that i don't understand Um, also while you're at psnation.com you can um, go to the forums and you can at the forums you can have conversations josh put his arcade one up uh ask me anything there where there's some questions you can ask him about t- about the cabinets and etc. Um there's also conversations about collections, there's things going on about Warhawk still. Uh that looks like probably the by the time you're listening to this podcast, um Warhawk Wednesday for this week will have passed, but I think they're gonna try to squeeze one more in before before the service close. They might be able to get two more in. So keep an eye on the forums, keep an eye on Twitter. Um and they will let you know what is going on with that. So a lot of that is being uh, done by the Marquis and by Glenn and some other community members as well. Um, speaking of uh, the social medias, you can follow the main account at PSNation, Nation. You can follow Josh at the PJF, not at the, because he's not Michael. So you can follow Josh at PJF Josh. You can follow Michael at the First MJC. And you can follow myself at, you can follow myself at the Destiny Dave. Um, you can support us using the affiliate links. Go to psnation.com on the left-hand side of the page. There's an affiliate links page there. Click on that. There's a bunch of stores listed there. Click on one of the stores that you commonly shop at. Bookmark it. You know, whatever you do. Anytime you go there, it should, if you use that link, it doesn't change your shopping experience. And we get a commission back for that. We appreciate that. Um, you can also use uh, zazzle.com to get a bunch of PlayStation Nation merchandise. It's not as fun to make fun of the t-shirt thing when he's not here. Uh, video services, uh, youtube.com slash psnation, where Josh has just recently posted a video of him building the Street Fighter cabinet from Arcade 1-Up. Um, So that's a pretty cool video of you seeing him assemble it and how easy it is to put it together. So go ahead and give that one a view and maybe make a comment or something on it if you have a question. Or go to the forum and use the questions on the forum. Uh, Twitch.tv slash PSNation, where we do stream uh, periodically. Just recently, uh, Warhawk was streamed on Warhawk Wednesday. Um, We are an affiliated Twitch channel, which means that we are eligible for you to subscribe to us if you so choose. If you link your Twitch account with your Amazon Prime account, um, you get something called Twitch Prime. All Twitch Prime users get a free sub per month. That sub does not auto-renew. So if it is something that you've used on us before, we greatly appreciate it. But please get, take the time to check and see if you're still subbed to us. And if you're not, if if you be so kind and resub, that would be much appreciated. All right, so we are going to get into new releases. If I had to guess, it's around the first or second one where he's talking about Flipping Death or Crayola Scoot. So we will now... Um, continue to make fun of myself and we will join the previously made episode already in progress. Uh,
1: on Tuesday, October 16th, we have flipping death from Zoink games. This is twenty nine ninety nine. This is rated T. This is one I played at uh, some event. Um, maybe PSX. PSX. It was. Oh, yeah. PSX. Uh, yeah. If you've, If you know Zoink Games, they're the ones that do. They have a very unique art style that they use everywhere. Stick It to the Man, Zombie Vikings, um, games like that. Uh, Flipping Death is that same kind of art style. And it's actually kind of neat. Because you flip back and forth between the real world and the dead world. But you can see in the background, you can see the shadows and things of the other world. And it literally flips the whole screen when you do it. So it's kind of a neat story and kind of a neat uh, concept that uh, they're playing with there. Uh, That Did I say $29.99 and rated T? I just said it again. I didn't. So uh, then we have Crayola Scoot, which is something I played at E3. And this is $39.99 and it is rated E obviously. This is it's kind of uh, Splatoon on scooters.
0: <laughs> was the Scoot name just recently added,
1: or was no. it always called
0: Crayola Scoot? Because I thought I remember Scoot. Crayola I thought I,
1: name was that. Okay, like Crayola bought.
0: Right, I remember that, but I just franchise. thought it was like it, I. I remember the email I was like, um, does anybody want to go to the Crayola appointment?
1: <laughs> yeah, I went. Well, I went because it was Crayola and Adventure Time. Right. Yeah. But I just
0: remember it being called the Crayola game. So maybe it got named at E3, and maybe I just missed that.
1: So. They Yeah, well, they were keeping it under wraps until E3, but that was the whole thing. When I found out about that and I looked into it, I was like, oh, so Scoot was a thing. And oh, then Crayola, okay. Crayola bought that license so that they could add their own twist to it and say, well, here's our way back into games. Here's a yeah. Here's a pre-made franchise. Not a huge franchise, obviously. Um. But here's a pre-made franchise that's kid-friendly that we can just kind of jump into and slap our name on and and go with. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's a very kid-friendly type of thing. Uh, at least it's supposed to be. the The controls were a little rough at E3, but it was months ago. It was E3. You know, it was not a not a final build by any means, and you always expect that going in. Uh, then we have the Hunter 2019 Edition from. Uh, The Hunter Call of the Wild 2019 edition from THQ Nordic. Uh, This is $39.99. It is rated T. Uh, It includes all the available DLC, which apparently is 11 different DLC packs that came along. Uh, Otherwise, as far as I know, it's the game that was out before just with all the dlc
0: how much does this title trigger your ocd grammar
1: uh i don't know it doesn't really matter to me <laughs> yeah,
0: i honestly i <laughs>
1: you, i like giving up on
0: title games
1: <laughs> no no i like that stuff because like infamous yeah. i was i was a stickler for getting that right all over the site because yeah. everybody would write it wrong and it's lowercase i n and then the rest is all capitals
0: for, for obviously like all the audio people it's um it's a lowercase t h e uppercase h for hunter and it's one word so
1: yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i clicked and on I, the link i was like did he i clicked on the image i'm like oh it's actually on the box like that too i was like
1: <laughs> it is yeah because i i did that i looked at it and i was like wait a minute and then i looked at the box and i was like all right <laughs> that's what you want that's what you get uh then we have starlink too soon, way too soon. Battle Starlink: Battle for Atlas, the Starter Edition. This is seventy four ninety nine. So this comes with the game, obviously, uh, the connector to the controller uh, and parts for your first ship and your pilot and everything. Um, now, as God. we said at E three, and we talked to them, none of that is necessary. You can play the game entirely without ever touching these models or toys that come along with it or that are available to purchase separately.
0: But man, do they look so cool.
1: <laughs> they do. <laughs> they really do. And the funny thing is, now I saw and it's not coming out till the week after October 23rd, but I'll just mention it now. There is a Starlink Battle for Atlas co-op pack for 1999. Co-op? Yeah what that literally is for $20 all you're buying is a controller mount a second controller mount the game is not included no 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 models are included nothing is included except the controller mount and you require it requires the starter pack obviously to play and a second controller because somebody else has to be in the game, and you are a co-op joiner, apparently. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it was really weird. So, 1999...
0: It also kind of screams only local co-op to me.
2: Yeah, no, it has to be yeah. specifically...
1: For- yeah, so... Yeah, I, I, I was kind of thrown off by that, and thrown off also by the fact that it comes out a week later. Which, but... Okay. Um... Then we have uh, NBA 2K Playgrounds 2 for $29.99, rated E. It's like NBA Street, basically, kind of.
2: But not as good.
1: I I don't know. I didn't get to play this one. Um,
2: I reviewed the first one, and it wasn't great. Hopefully this one's better. Yeah,
1: maybe. (laughs) Um, Massive roster of current and retired NBA players. Improved online matchmaking with dedicated servers, four-player online matches, three-point contest, new playgrounds, custom matches, and more. Maybe?
2: Maybe. It, the, the actual feel of the game is what I didn't like. So hopefully they improve that.
1: Okay. Uh, then we have another too soon, dude. Uh, Lego DC Super Villains.
0: I forgot this game was even coming out.
1: <laughs> now, well, it was at Comic-Con again. I mean, it's... And I knew... I was like, well, that's got to be soon, right? And it's next week. Uh, so LEGO DC Supervillains, Villains fifty nine ninety nine rated E10+. Uh, this is, of course, the one where you get to play as a villain. You get to create your own villain, and I, I don't think your character talks at all, and they make a big point of it, and a lot of the dialogue that's pointed directly at your character comments on that and makes fun of that. And it's, it's the parts I played are really fun. So that's uh, a different take on a Lego game. And there is also a deluxe edition for 74 99. And the only thing like, it doesn't say anywhere and I'm looking, I've been looking all over trying to find uh, what the difference is. I think, Think it's a steelbook and probably comes with the season pass.
0: Um, because like the last couple season passes for these Lego games have only been about 10 bucks, right?
1: Somewhere around there. Yeah. See, uh, the digital deluxe version on the PSN says. it's got a pre-order theme pre-order the deluxe edition to get early access to the DC supervillains TV series character pack and justice league dark character pack includes main game and season pass. So there you go.
0: Season pass includes six level packs and four character packs.
1: Yeah. So Uh, 15
0: bucks. Lex Luthor mini figurine. There's another picture on the Amazon link, Josh. Uh, mm-hmm. Lego DC Supervillain Deluxe Edition oh, game. Yeah. You had to click on like the second that. picture and then it says like six more or something like that. Early access to DC Supervillain TV series character pack as well.
1: Oh, damn. Okay. Alright, well, there you go. Um, cool. Okay, uh, then we have Warriors Orochi 4. Uh, this is from Omega Force and... Uh, Koei Tecmo this is a long running series back to the PS2 I think if I remember right that may be crazy uh, this is $59.99 rated T over 170 characters from the Samurai Warriors and Dynasty Warriors universes so if you're into that now you got one on the PS4 uh, then we move on to Friday October 19th, where we have the Owlboy PlayStation 4 Limited Edition, which has been floating around forever, threatening to be released, and now it's actually finally coming out, apparently.
2: Until next week when it's out. It yeah. misses that
1: and then comes out in two weeks. Probably. Um, so this was the one it has got a Limited Edition box, the game, a notebook, a manual, sticker sheet, coin and pin box, coins and pins to go in the box soundtrack and a certificate of authenticity and this was from what i understand it was a pretty good game yeah. so it's a, um, of,
0: it's a lot of stuff for a game that i don't recall at all
1: <laughs> it well yeah i i was aware of the game and i saw a bunch about it when it came out a little while ago and i was like "Ooh, that looks really neat and then i saw that this was coming but it just kept getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back um so this is sixty nine ninety nine for all that stuff, and it's e ten plus uh all this stuff is coming Friday, October nineteenth then we have the Dark Souls trilogy, which is rated t to m for the three different games it is seventy nine ninety nine for all three games. How do
0: they get away with a rating like that?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, I want to look up which. No, I I get get it,
0: but it's like, so does that mean that like a teenager can go into the store and buy like a third of the game?
1: No, you probably have to be M to get all of them. So shouldn't Um, it just be M? (laughs)
2: Okay, so Dark Souls 2 was the T rated game. I was trying to figure out which game was rated
1: T. So you could, like, I could buy it and then say, look, son, you're allowed to play this T-rated one, and I'll play the others until you get old enough.
0: And don't worry, Dad, when you leave, I'll just play the game when you won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: um, so it would be Dark mean,
2: because Soul- Dark Souls 2, I think, is the only T-related game, so it's like, here you go, son, you can play the second game in this trilogy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it's Dark Souls Remastered, uh, remastered in high def, 60 frames a second, single-player uh, or online multiplayer with dedicated servers, Dark Souls 2, which has the base game and all three DLC uh, packs, at Dark Souls 3, which is the final journey, where you can go solo or team up, for co-op, or PvP multiplayer, and it all comes in a steelbook uh, that has the Dark Souls art from across the series. For $79.99. Nice. And then.
0: It's a lot of content for $80, by the way.
1: (laughs) And then we have Soul Calibur 6 hitting in all its many flavors uh, from Bandai Namco. So the standard edition is $59.99. There is a deluxe edition. For ninety nine ninety nine, and the Deluxe Edition has a metal case, they're calling it a metal case, uh, with a built-in sound box. A what? A built-in sound box featuring four epic in-game voiceover snippets. So it'll be all like this. So you know uh,
2: those greeting cards you get? It's that yeah,
1: quality. <laughs> exactly, with this <laughs> shitty, shitty low, oh low bitrate quality on it. Um, like the cover of my season three Greatest American Hero DVDs, which plays part of the theme song if you push the front of the box. <laughs> like three and a half seconds. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a good ten seconds or so, but still, yeah, it's it's shitty quality, of course. Uh, this also includes the soundtrack on disc, on a disc, uh, not, and not
0: not from the sound box.
1: And it also has a season pass, which includes five packs, three playable characters, two armor packs, and the season pass bonus playable character, along with the full game. So that one is $99.99. These are all rated T. And then there is the collector's edition. And the collector's edition, if my damn screen would ever load has more stuff in it.
2: Uh, The collector's edition
1: has the same stuff as the other one, obviously. Uh, But it also has a 120-page art book, which, from the picture, looks about the size of the DVD case. It
2: looks slightly bigger. It's at a weird angle, though.
1: Yeah, Uh, And then there is a 12-inch collectible Sofita... Sofita? Sofita? Soficia so figure. So, is this your
2: uh, disfigure? I, I, I can I hear.
0: I can hear Andy on the forums now.
2: <laughs> the forums, I mean. I think texted S,
1: me. S O P H I T I A. So it could be Sophidia or Sophitia, or neither. On, I. I mean, I. The last Soul Caliber game I played was probably two. Soul Calibur two or three, maybe? I don't know. And I don't remember any of the characters in it. So I remember Yoda. Forgive me. Yoda. And Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't Kratos in one of them? He or might no, Kratos be? was in no. Mortal Kombat, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I believe how was it Nintendo got Link in Soul Calibur? And then PlayStation Xbox got Star Wars characters. I think yeah. that was at the same time. Or Lincoln Spawn.
1: And Xbox got Yoda. Yeah, because Yoda's green. Yes.
2: I see what they did. Yes. Clever.
1: Okay. Um, So that one is good $149.99. And then, because there's a whole new big name fighting game coming out, there is also a Hori Real Arcade Pro Soul Calibur 6 Edition Fighting Stick. For $179.99. This is compatible with PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, and PC. Uh, It's got the Hori original Hayabusa joystick and push buttons. Has turbo functions, touch panel, button assignment, and more. Officially licensed by Sony. They say it's a limited edition. Uh, it has Soul Calibur six artwork on the front of it. There's also <laughs> kind of neat. There's a little cover for the start button um, that flips down, so
0: you don't just qualify sure, yourself.
1: Yeah, you don't accidentally hit that start button. So you can hit the start button and flip the little cover down and not worry about hitting it. Um, so that's kind of neat. So, that's a big
0: deal, like a couple of the fighting sticks and everything that I've seen, like obviously not the like the cover thing that's a cool way to do it, but apparently like opening up the menus or any of those like share buttons or any of that stuff is all like grounds for like total automatic disqualification yeah. in fighting games yeah like if your controller disconnects like everything like, <clears throat> it's like you're
1: screwed <laughs> yeah and all the all the other buttons uh that are up at the top they're above the joystick itself and they're they're kind of laid in deeper, slightly deeper into the into the face of the. It's like a little trench. Stick. Yeah,
0: it's one of the esports that has so many rules.
1: Yeah, so uh, that one—if I didn't say it before, I'm saying it again. One seventy-nine ninety-nine for that uh, stick.
0: No, no, no uh, rating on fight sticks.
1: <laughs> no rating on fight sticks, unfortunately. Um, but that is all of the known new releases for all next right. week. Thank you, sir. You're welcome.
0: So, in the world of that of the story that never ends, of I was going to try to think of some soap opera reference, but <laughs> the, the Walking Dead, Tell, Telltale's close. Yeah um, the the Telltale saga continues. So. Uh, the final season is being brought back from the dead again so um i don't i understand this entirely so uh okay, skybound so, go ahead josh so
1: well i i was just gonna say skybound um is robert kirk's robert kirkman's own production company essentially um yeah. he he makes more money off the comic than he does off the TV show. Which and is crazy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah man, you, well, you have an indie comic and you sign with a studio uh, a network. You're not going to get that big a deal.
1: Well, uh, But see, that's the thing. They, uh, You should go back and listen. There was a recent episode of Smodcast, I think, uh, where Kevin and Robert Kirkman sat down and they went through the whole thing. And he explains it and it's fascinating to listen to because they signed with, um, who's the publisher? Is it Vertigo? I can't remember. Uh,
2: IDW? No. Vertigo?
1: No, 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 no. no. Uh, whoever their publisher is, it's, it's the one that was set up by a bunch of Marvel artists, essentially. Bunch, a bunch of formal Marvel artists. And they wanted to make sure that artists got paid. So their deal is, you come to them, they decide, yeah, we'll publish your book. We will take... image. Image. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, they say we will take this percentage, this cut, whether you sell a thousand copies of the book or you sell a hundred thousand copies of the book, their cut, their dollar cut essentially is exactly the same. So when you sell a hundred thousand copies of the book, you're making a fuck ton more money. And they're selling hundred thousand copies of the book. yeah. So he's made a ridiculous amount of money on that. So AMC has the rights to the TV show and anything based off the TV show specifically. He kept the rights to everything else. So his big thing is he will only license stuff that really has something to do with, with the walking dead really fits in with it and that he thinks is cool. Um, I, I should have seen this coming. I don't know why I didn't see this coming, but he wants to get this finished. So they want to hire back, uh, the people who were making this and have them finish the game. Now, what happens to them after the fact? That, I think, is kind of up in the air, and that's where the questions lie.
2: I think we know what the answer is on that one. You're on a contract gig for a couple months, which means they're probably not going to get everybody back because do you sign on for a couple more months? To be fair, though, at
0: least least they know they're signing a contract.
1: Exactly. But but that's the thing.
0: They don't walk into work on a Friday and lose their job.
1: But that's – if I'm one of those people and I don't already have a new job, I would take that gig and use that extra couple of months while I'm working and getting paid to find another job. Yeah. yeah. Because At least you in go meantime, into it. knowing yeah.
2: The outcome.
1: Yeah. In the meantime, you're getting paid and you get to finish this thing that you've been working on forever. And you really want to see, see this through to a conclusion. And I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe this works out for them. And, um, Skybound decides, let's just continue on with this. Um, I don't know, you know? So that's where things are kind of... I, I'm sure they have to work all that out. But
2: What
0: has Skybound made so far?
2: So they don't really make games. They partner with other developers to make Walking Dead stuff. They have a Walking yeah. Dead game that's uh, coming out next year that they're working on with the Payday developers. So I think this is the first time they're actually going to develop a game themselves or quote-unquote themselves because they're going to bring in the Telltale team. <laughs> this has got 2020
0: written all over it.
2: <laughs> no, I mean the Telltale games – here's the question though. Um, it's like the same thing we asked
0: to, about THQ yeah. though. Like do they get this box that has essentially – That's what I was going to say. How far yeah. they've built and like do they own – do they get that box or is that in some – like what? Ha- like, where are these assets I guess? Like, where is this engine? Yeah. You know? Like this this company is a hundred percent closed now.
2: But they didn't file bankruptcy. So there's still someone at the top yeah. of Telltale that it's up to them whether they want to play ball or not. But I'm assuming they are gonna play ball. Because well, he wouldn't have made get... this announcement if they weren't.
1: They're gonna get sued like mad anyway, so <laughs> they better do something here.
2: Yeah.
1: Um But yeah, Skybound Skybound Entertainment essentially licenses all the Walking Dead stuff that does not have anything to do with the T V show specifically. Yeah. Anything else Walking Dead he held on to, it's his. And he's pretty specific about, you know, what what's yes and no.
0: He got a lot of stuff on social media ever since the Telltale announcement happened. Kirkman did. Like Be- he was getting-
2: because they they know he has a uh, big wallet, and it's his babies, yeah. technically, you know,
0: yeah, well, there was like, even pressure um and I don't follow like walking Dead. i don't i haven't I don't even think I've watched ten minutes of a show, so you guys can hate me or whatever.
1: Well, we just watched the the season premiere last yeah. night, so,
0: so um but uh there was a lot of pressure that I saw like of them wanting if he wasn't going to do anything with the game, they wanted to see Clementine in the show.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah, saw yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. They
0: wanted to see her added as a character and just finish it that way,
1: which would be pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And with the season, with the way, with where they're going this season, um, because the I've I've read part way through it already, like a year or two ago. Wait, are you are you in out. the
0: are you in the approved Walking Dead talking window? Like, isn't there like a like a like a seventy two hour time span where you can't even talk about it?
1: Oh, no, I'm not going to I'm not going (laughs) to I'm just saying with where they're going, like they're at a point where they can introduce a lot of characters from elsewhere in the world and they could bring Clementine in, cast a Clementine and bring her in. They absolutely could. But I mean, the season is mostly written and a lot of it has already been filmed at this point. Not all Uh, of it, but
2: honestly, the fans would love if they just found Clementine's hat somewhere. You know, that, that be, her iconic hat, because
1: cool. yeah. they can
2: shoot that now like yeah. and put it as a little teaser at the end of this season of just like one of them finding her hat. Um, but it, cool. it's funny, though, uh, uh, was it Kirkman? Uh, when he made this announcement, he's like, we can't lose Andrew Lincoln and Clementine in the same year, damn it. Like, yeah. So yeah. like they're, they're at least going to help the fans out a little bit on here while, you know, giving jobs to people that, you know, really need it right now. If yeah. they haven't found other work, because like as, me- as much as like Ubisoft and other uh, publishers stepped up saying we have jobs there, I guarantee there wasn't 225 jobs that were just or, available. Or for the, per- the perfect
0: fit. I only know how to code exactly. or program this like, oh, we don't really have yeah. anything for that. You know,
2: mm-hmm. and now the question is how many people can Skybound bring on to finish this, you know? Uh, It's probably not going to be a lot. How many
1: people do they need to bring on to finish it? Yeah. That's more of what it is. It's, you know, Mm -hmm. because I mean, they could potentially bring on all 225, but do they need all 225 to actually get this thing done?
0: Probably Um, not because telltale had so many things going. So,
1: yeah. So I, and I know I've mentioned it before, but just to, you know, hammer home the, the crossover with Clementine. The game, the Walking Dead games, these Telltale games and the TV show are set in the same universe.
2: Glenn um, popped up in season one.
1: Glenn was in season one and he left the group. He's with you for, for several episodes in season one. And then he leaves the group because he wants to head out to Atlanta and try to find his family. And thus begins the TV show where he ends up in Atlanta, and that's where Rick meets him. So for for fans of it, that was fantastic. That was really neat to see. Um, so this is the same universe, and they could potentially cross over any of them, which is kind of neat. But they have not done anything with it to this point. So I don't know.
0: Yeah, because there was some weird stuff going on with Episode 2. Like, Didn't it get pulled off the store for a little bit?
2: Uh, yeah, well, they I think they pulled the season pass oh, okay. off every store just because they didn't want to have people buying season passes.
1: They did. But
2: yeah, and and I they, thought... then they
0: put it back like or not the season pass, but they put when they pulled the season pass, they, I think they actually inadvertently pulled people's access to episode two.
2: Something something might have happened with that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they definitely pull, pull, pulled the season pass for sure. And that would have interfered with that because I remember with the Telltale games, it would be annoying. Uh, the new episode wouldn't be available right away. You would have to like launch into the game. To then initiate the download, yeah, to so click it totally on episode could have been two
0: and then click the download. Yeah. yeah,
2: and then like a day later, you could just find episode two on the store. So it might have been that situation where they moved the season pass too soon. Because again, all this happened before episode two was gonna. Yeah, like
1: well, have- I'm looking on the store right now, and it's not there at all.
0: Yeah. It's something's it's, like something's weird cuz I know a couple guys that like bought season passes and stuff like that and I was like I thought episode 2 came out. I thought they said it was coming out. He's like, "Yeah, they took it off and I, but now it done, like now it's back or at least for season pass owners it's back, but I don't think you can just buy it." You can't it out. buy
1: one yeah. you can't you can't even buy individually one and two. And it's funny because you know, I have all the other ones and this one and even the last one. The last one I waited until they all came out, and it went on sale, and then I bought it. And I was doing that with this, too. I was like, I'll just wait till it's all out, and it goes on sale, and then I'll pick it up. Because I still haven't gotten through, I forget what season I'm in, in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to go back and, and figure that out anyway. And I just figured, I got time. And then all this happened, and now it's just gone. And I was like, Fuck. Like I would see, have liked to even have just one and two just to see where they were going with it, even if that's all I got. But it's not even on the store now. So,
2: I, I, I part of me like regrets. Like when the news hit, I almost bought Tales for the Borderland and another game just to mm-hmm. see them. But then I stopped because I'm like, wait, I don't know who I'm even giving money to right mm-hmm. now. You don't mm-hmm. have and Tales
0: from the Borderland free from? I Plus? don't.
2: I forgot to download it that month. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm because I, I i think i think i missed
0: god of war 3 last month <laughs> yeah
1: but i have i have every telltale do I? I have yeah god they've,
0: they've sold some too. crazy yeah they sold some every crazy telltale bundles and everything
1: like yeah yeah um for however i got them most likely it was all the um all the sales um because they did
0: I swear at one point in time they pretty much put the whole Telltale package on sale for like forty bucks, like every oh, game. Yeah, yeah, they did, like no, something, they did. Yeah. something like that. Yeah. yeah. I was like,
1: wow. They did for every game up to that point. Yeah. yeah. And so. there were some really good series in there too. So
0: Yeah, but people actually did some um, I think Andy, you know, ironically enough, put it in the Slack channel for us a couple weeks a couple days ago, but I think somebody did some crazy data analyst of um, the trophy data. Of like to Telltale games because obviously you earn trophies for completing chapters in Telltale's games, yeah, yeah. and it's just, just rocketed off. since yeah. like you know season one. So like just plummeted, yeah. So like, and I think I um I think we talked about it a little bit last week while you were gone, but like apparently like Batman just like totally tanked, like did terrible, yeah. and that's well, arguably I mean- one of the better ones. <laughs>
1: Well, and I'm sure it was not a cheap license to to right, get a no. hold of.
2: Yeah, sounds like little the licensing deals was a downfall in a lot of their things because their yeah. cut wasn't that great. Yeah, uh, so they just had to keep signing. They were basically living deal to deal. Ugh. All
0: right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't want to rehash that again. So yeah. yeah All right. Well. Uh, other news uh, in a game that I think Josh and I should probably play, but never
2: will have any time. Michael. No, you guys will have time. And more reason to play it, because Kingdom Hearts Square Enix is going to milk this franchise a little bit more before Kingdom Hearts 3. Well,
1: that's cool, because Kingdom Hearts 3 was at at Comic-Con. damn it. You probably
2: didn't even play it. Deadline was probably ridiculous, too. I'm
1: not saying nothing. I just think it was really cool. That's all I'll say to you. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Uh, But (laughs) if you want to play
2: the first nine games, uh, they're going to be in a package. Uh, for forty dollars.
0: Wait, wait. is, there, is there legitimately nine games? Two, yeah.
2: four, six. Yeah, there's nine games. Three of them are movies. So, three of the game, the the DS games, they didn't bother letting remaking those gameplay mechanics because of the dual screen stuff. How many hours uh, no, is it
0: going to take me to play these games if I just play the story?
2: Seven um, years. Kingdom Hearts one you can probably do in like. 15 to 20 hours kingdom Hearts 2 probably 20 to 30 hours 12
1: hours (laughs) so no wait it wasn't there there were two compilations out they did for the ps4 now they're putting it all into one big bundle
2: yeah just one disc it looks like
1: okay so if you already got like the Kingdom Hearts, whatever, and like the one point five 2.
2: and two point so. five or whatever. So, on PS4, they released <laughs> one point five plus two point five remix, which is six okay. games, and then they released Kingdom Hearts two point eight Final Chapter Prologue, which was three other games.
1: Yeah. So now
2: okay. both of those, each each of those originally cost forty dollars a piece. Now all of them are together for forty.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. I I kind of hate it when they do shit like this because then you're like, is this do do when, I? When you go to the play, store and uh, you three
0: and you see three boxes on the shelf,
1: yeah. yeah, and then you have to look and then and then when it's a compilation like this where they're all numbered weird and it's like twenty. Well, This one games is the and
2: simplest and name. Yeah. It's Kingdom Hearts: The Story so far, and yeah. then when Kingdom Hearts three comes out, they'll do the story complete, and you can get all the games in For one $100. box. Most likely. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so...
0: That really cool-looking PS4 Pro.
2: It looks so pretty. All right,
0: so uh, this comes out at the end of the month, right? End of October? Yeah, Yeah.
2: October 30th. Uh, It looks like, uh, according to the story, it might be U.S. only. Like, Europe didn't get an announcement, or Japan but that, you know, Square does weird things sometimes if that if that is the case. Um, Xbox people are kind of upset because they're getting Kingdom Hearts 3, but they're not getting this compilation, which probably means these games still have some sort of PlayStation-exclusive thing built into their original contract uh, when they first brought them out. Because, you know, Birth by Sleep was a PSP game. There, there's a lot of things that... There must be mm. something in the writing... That is preventing them from putting this compilation out on Xbox, especially if Xbox is getting Kingdom Hearts three, you would think you would bring this out, but something's preventing them from doing that. And they haven't said what, and it's probably some old contract that's not letting them do that.
1: Well. No. Um.
0: All right. um, and the last story that we have is one that I'm not at all qualified to speak on. The only thing I know about is because I've been getting the stuff at work is that it's on some type of 20th anniversary thing. So, um, Michael, you want to take this last one?
2: Sure. This one, uh, you can tell when I do the news. <laughs> like Dave and Josh are just like, I, Michael. Um, so a couple days ago, uh, a cool video. I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan, but a Dude, video.
1: I love Harry Potter. Oh,
2: did you see this leak?
1: No, I did not see this leak, but i I've read all the books, I've seen all the movies.
0: But it's, it's oh. a leak that involves watching, possibly watching a video or looking at a picture. So Josh ain't doing it.
1: I'm a I'm a Potterhead. No, I've been my head has been so fucking buried in Comic Con <laughs> well, and everything else thing. for the past two weeks.
2: It might be quite difficult to. uh get a hold of a video of it because um, Warner Brothers has been striking every video down that's been popping up on yeah. YouTube because yeah. this shouldn't exist or at least they're not ready for this to exist.
1: Yeah, that's all right. I don't need the video. So what I'm reading is that it it's a potential RPG titled Harry Potter Magic Awakened. Yes. Um, or Magic Forever or some kind of name. like The, the name isn't settled yet. And it it's... It's from Avalanche. Yeah. Um, Avalanche. The, Software, the, months, the
2: Disney Infinity.
1: Yeah, the Disney Infinity people. Um, I called them on this
2: review
0: just to piss Josh off. <laughs>
1: uh, their <laughs> last game. No, you go ahead. You take that Harry Potter RPG. Good luck.
2: Yeah, open world RPG Harry Potter.
1: <laughs> um, See you in three months. From the developers
2: of Cars 3. See you in three yeah.
1: months. <laughs> uh, so that's... It sounds interesting. So the... Like the... The rumors swirling around it, I guess, are that um, it could be set in the 19th century um, with a fifth-year student who joins Hogwarts as a late arrival. And you'll be able to curse and possibly kill dark wizards and goblins, choose from eight character classes to be either good or evil. Um, that sounds really interesting. And this looks like it's going to be probably a big E3 reveal next year for WB Games. Um,
0: Which means, like, knowing how WB sets their booth up, it'll be, like, two-thirds of their booth, like, in a theater tile setting.
1: Probably. (laughs) Most likely. (laughs) Probably. Um, But they, yeah, here it is. They, They had announced recently that they were going to do a huge... Slew of Harry Potter games um, under the gaming label Portkey Games. Um, yeah, so this is probably more than just a rumor. It's probably pretty, pretty solid.
2: Oh yeah, no this this seems pretty. Like the footage that leaked was clearly off someone's computer because the mouse cursors in the entire time. Um, people are thinking this was leaked from like a focus group. Mm. Um, which is why it's like a bunch of it's almost like a compilation of features where they show you the create a character stuff, show some of the creatures. It seemed very much like it was either being used for some marketing stuff. So it could be either focus group or just war- someone at Warner Brothers just showing like, hey, this is a thing they are making. Interesting. Which, uh, the person who put the video up is a Redditor named VapeThisBro, um, <laughs> which is sick. great. Uh, he said he was part of some market research in a mall. Or something like that, where they just were like, hey, I didn't think they still did that. But they, you know, like, hey, do you want to see this video? And he, like, got his camera on and uh, recorded some footage of it. And it looks pretty cool. You create your own character. You're, like, a fifth-year student. Uh, and it looks like it might be, like, rated T, mature, based on some of the stuff that you've seen. Which would be pretty cool. Uh, obviously, you're not playing Harry Potter because of the time it takes place in or the alleged time it takes place in but
1: well yeah it's easier that way because then they don't have to worry about character likenesses and the actors yeah. and, and paying anybody and just set it like way back when and just make up a bunch of people and that's not the thing.
2: right voice for him yeah and yeah. they don't have to retread the story already established or get JK Rowling to write something new yeah. for Harry's adventure you know life um, I Um the developer is a decent developer you know uh, people immediately thought it was Rocksteady, but then people had to dig in and be like, "No, Rocksteady's working on something else. Don't worry, they're still doing something else." Uh, yeah. But Avalanche is solid developer. You know, they they released a ton of different Disney. different games.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Disney Infinity stuff was actually really impressive as a yeah. game and as everything you could do in that game, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, I. This could be really good, potentially.
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, Like, what was the... Yeah, they just, like, Cars 3, Disney Infinity, Toy Story were, like, the last couple games. They've been... I mean, they're a Disney studio, so... Yeah, yeah. And apparently they did NCAA College Football 2K2 and 2K3. They've been on a journey.
0: (laughs) Jeez.
1: Yep.
0: All right. So, that's it for the news for this week. Uh, reviews that hit the site Josh
1: yes uh, Matt's it's a PSVR week Uh, Matt's review of Torn went up Um, this is $29.99 it's rated T this is a dark science fiction mystery where you're in an old mansion and it's a lot of puzzles basically Uh, and then Ray's reviews of Evasion which is the? It's like a first-person shooter in VR. It's thirty-nine ninety-nine. Uh, you can play co-op. This was one of the ones I saw pre E3, and actually, I was just sent a code for this myself. Um, I think because I saw it pre E3. Uh, so I'm going to try to get to play some of this this weekend and talk about it more on the podcast next week. Uh, but what I played at E3 is fun. It felt like an evolution of far point. Uh, the, the, the setting felt very far point, um, but it felt like a step forward from that. And there's a lot more to the gameplay. And it can be played solo, and it's a little more difficult to play it solo, um, but it's crazy fun when you're playing multiplayer. Um, when you're playing co-op, essentially. Uh, and then his review for Firewall Zero Hour, which is the other uh, multiplayer VR first-person shooter type game. Or is that third-person? No, I think it's first-person. It's first-person. Um, And that one's a lot of fun, too, because uh, that's four-player uh, co-op, 4v4. Four, four and, you know, not a lot of maps, not a lot of modes, but that way it keeps the small user base, uh, which is a fraction of a fraction of the total PS4 user base, uh, when you get down to VR and then you get down to a specific game, uh, keeps everybody together more. So you have better chance of actually, uh, you know, matching up with people and, and getting into a game. Uh, so yeah, they're all pretty interesting. If you want to check out those reviews on the site,
0: all right. Um, you get to I do even more uh, talking now because you have some work to do, sir.
1: Well, yeah. So okay, um, so these reviews should go up on the site so hopefully this week. Um, NHL nineteen since I didn't actually do a full review um let me just do a quick uh just a quick spin on it it's pretty fantastic <laughs> um it's it's a big change um that world of chell CHEL um, it it's an evolution of the EA Sports Hockey League and what it does is the rewards and the upgrades and things you would get for playing EA Sports Hockey League, you now get for all the different modes that are under World of Chell. Uh, So wherever you're playing in there, you're going to be earning all these gear, all the gear and the upgrades and everything else as you go. Um, So it's not just locked into the specific online modes, which is kind of cool. Um, The real big change in this that makes a huge difference is that real motion, real player motion technology, uh, which was in FIFA and Madden and everything the past couple years. But for hockey, especially uh, the fact that it frees up the animation on the players and it makes them so much more lifelike and you can do so much more with the stick and the puck and rushing up the ice doesn't. It feels different every time. Every hit feels different. Every, you know, you don't feel like there's any real canned animation anywhere in it. Um, The player movement is just so much better than it ever was. Uh, That 1v1v1 format that I talked about a few weeks ago is fantastic. It's so much fun. Uh, The fact that they have the licensing, the rights to all the older players... Uh, throughout the NHL history, and you can have Gretzky and Messier and all these old players um, joining your teams. I had had frickin' Bernie Perrant as my goalie, which was insane (laughs) Uh, (laughs) for a series of games. So just the fact that all these old players are suddenly available again is awesome. It's probably... No, it's not probably. It is the best nhl game that's come out to date um by far and you know each year was like in incremental upgrades and it felt like you know okay they're they're making those small moves and they've made you know they did some work here and they did some work there this feels like a huge leap forward in terms of the gameplay and the modes and the visuals and everything the audio—it's uh, uh, still. I think yeah.
0: any commentary in a sports game is going to become repetitive the more you play it.
1: Yeah, um, they really need to do something about that. <laughs> uh, it's it's gone on too long at this point. I, just, um, I
0: I don't know where the fix is though. Like I I mean other than, I mean obviously the fix might be record well, more lines. You know, but. but the
1: way the the way Madden did it last year, or the year before, where they had they had two guys. I mean, they weren't like. The, the fox or, or nbc or any broadcast guys but they were recording week to week yeah you know they recorded a huge chunk of of commentary and then week to week they would watch all the games and then record specific to what happened in those games
0: but do you think that the sales warranted that like do you think that that return on investment was Adden- worth it well, for
1: Madden, yeah, Madden does pretty well. I mean, not like FIFA, but um, I just
2: wonder how many people actually listen to the commentary. I don't Me and a lot of my friends. We just kind of play music and mute the, the game.
1: Yeah, for a lot of for hockey, I've turned off the commentary entirely, and I just I play it like it's a real hockey game, like I'm out on the ice and all you hear are the sounds of the ice. Because if you're out there and you're a player and you're on the ice, you're not going to hear commentary. You know, you're what? just playing.
2: What if you set up like a little desk for Mason and Zoe, and then they can do co- <laughs> hockey commentary for you as you play? That'd
1: be funny. Yeah, Daddy, why do you stink?
0: <laughs> and then the fact that I, the the Legends players that the, the 2K franchise has been doing this in basketball for years. And I never yeah. understood why it wasn't in MLB The Show and it wasn't in NHL 19. They did it's, little. It, it's got to be some players' association agreement it's the players or
1: something. Players' association, yeah. But it's it's it's, like, it's money and the players' association basically is is what it comes down to. Um, because the fact that were, you can play
0: as the dream team in NBA 2K is just like so cool.
1: Yeah. Um, And I would love to play, like the '97
0: Red Wings or something like that. Like that'd be so much fun. Like, like or even the Devils, like Brodeur and Scott Scott Stevens and you know stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's really cool. Just having access to those players, you know, having access to all these players from from all throughout NHL history is is crazy. It's so much fun. So, you know, by this blows. for the people who are like, well, I buy it one year and then wait a year and skip a year or skip two years or whatever, This is you've got to buy this one. You know, If you've been skipping years or you bought it last year and you were going to skip this year, sorry, you made a mistake. This is the year <laughs> to buy it.
0: <laughs> better get on the odd cycle. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, because this, it feels like a very different game. It feels so much more real and so much better than it ever has. The... That real player motion technology is amazing. It really is amazing. It is a massive leap forward. Yeah, this has just got to be
0: getting them models. getting more comfortable with the frost, right? With the frostbite, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So, and I, I, I love because if if you see, like for FIFA, I think they're in year three of it, and. You can see the refinements over three years. Now, if this is what they've done just in year one with hockey, holy shit, I can't yeah. wait to see year three. Oh, my God. Yeah, but year three, they'll be on PS5, and it'll be brand new, and they won't know how to do it, and we'll be starting from scratch again. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, it's well, we're still trying to figure this one out. So. PS5,
0: supercell processing.
1: <sighs> yeah, so... Um, but it's, it's absolutely fantastic. I give this a 9. Awesome. Um, and the other one, um, Astrobot Rescue Mission. So, okay, so Astrobot Rescue Mission. I, I, what can I say about this game? This is Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy. Uh, with cute little robots basically on PlayStation in VR. <laughs> That's I'm done. That's it. That's the review. <laughs> it's, it's wow, absolutely. Given a game
2: a one. Wow. can't yeah. believe you.
1: No, it is insanely adorable. I mean, I talked about this when I played it at, at the pre E3 event that, you know, how cool it was and what a neat idea it was. It's, it's, an amazing platformer. It looks unbelievably crisp. It looks so freaking good for, it is the next gen PS VR game. It is so much better head and shoulders above, uh, just about every other PS VR game I've played in terms of the visuals and in terms of how crisp and clean and sharp everything is in there. It's amazing. I don't know how they did it. Uh, but you have essentially, you've got all these astrobots, uh, that are on this little ship and this bad guy comes in, smashes it, takes a bunch of them away. And now you have to go from little planetoid to planetoid. And on each planet, uh, there's like five little areas that you go around, uh, which are the levels and each level you go through. There are, I think it's eight on each level, if I remember correctly, uh, that you have to find. Um, You may not find all of them because some of them are hidden. Some of them are, you know, behind uh, breakable walls and things like that. Uh, There are all kinds of it's a platformer it's it's like any platformer you've played but it's a 3D platformer in VR which is crazy um you're going to be doing a lot of looking around it's so stepping back to that VR package with this and moss together it's, that's the best deal you're going to get that's those are the best two VR games that are available and they both come in a package with a VR headset, if you don't have VR. This is a hell of a way to start out. You get those, and then it's, everything is downhill from there. I'm sorry. <laughs> but those are the best two games you're going to get on VR by far. Um, there are a ton of great games on, on VR, but nothing like this. It's, it's amazing. So you've got all the little bots to rescue, and the cool thing is with headphones on, even if you can't see them, you can hear them they're they're calling out their so you know they're nearby and you're looking all over the place and trying to spot them and half the time you can't figure out where they are um but they're there somewhere so they you get all these audio cues you get these visual cues um at the end of every planetoid there's a boss battle uh, and the boss battles are are really fun and unique uh along the way that you know things ramp up and they give you new tools and things you'll you'll be able to add things to your controller in the virtual space uh so you'll get like a uh like a water gun attachment that goes right on your touchpad in the virtual space and when you hold down on the touchpad you're pushing the button on the on the water gun and firing the water out to do different things uh, you've got like a grappling hook. You get, you get all these really cool add-ons and things along the way. And there are also hidden uh, chameleons. There's a hidden chameleon on every single level. And if you, if you can find it and you focus on it and just stare at it, it'll reveal itself. And those then open up challenge levels which they have their own special world of all the different chameleons and they're all challenge levels and there are bots there to rescue. Like if you get a certain time uh, and end up in second place, you get that bot. If you beat the first place time, you get that bot as well. So there's two bots on every single one of those challenge levels and they're pretty freaking hard. Um, Cause it's just a race against the clock through a level um, or, you know, or you're, it's different for every for every challenge level it's it's hard to describe all of them so um it's it's adorable it's endearing it's very sweet it's very fun it's it has a lot of humor in it zoe is absolutely enamored with the thing and she wants to just put on the headset and have me do the playthrough while she's in the headset which is insanely hard to do because half the time she's looking all over the place. And I'm like, no, 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 you have to look. I can't, I can't see where I am. Look down, look down, look, where's your little buddy? Where's your little robot buddy? And she's like, oh, there he is. And I'm like, yeah, keep looking at him. (laughs) And even then it's hard to do outside of the VR helmet. It's, it's crazy hard, but um, it's an amazing world. That they built, and it's really it's a love letter to the Mario games. It absolutely is. Um, it's almost a straight rip off, uh, but in a in a beautiful way. Um, so, as one of the best uh, VR games out there, one of the best ones you can get, I'm giving it a nine point five. It's it's nearly flawless. It's absolutely amazing.
0: Wow. Make me buy some more VR stuff now, thanks.
1: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I I can't praise it enough. Really. All
0: right, um, is that it for your reviews for the week? Yep. Yep. Okay, Michael, you want to do what you're playing and watching?
2: Sure. Uh, so I've been playing a couple random things. Still playing PUBG though. The amount of cheating that happens on PC gaming is no. kind of unbearable. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, specifically, PUBG. I think that there was a report that came out that they've banned 13 million people since the Jeez. last year, wow. um, or 13 million accounts. I was I'm say, sure people or users. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure most of those are Smurfs. But it's crazy how many games that like were just you were just taken care of because someone has like a shoot through wall glitch or the bullet glue glitches where the bullet just like. Or like the bullet magnet glitch where it's just like oh the bullets just gonna find you no matter what it's gonna do some wanted shit and go around the corner and bend and kill you uh and it's not just a I suck at the game because i do suck at the game but there's when you when you look at the kill cam and you see some of the nonsense that killed you it's just it's bothersome and making me more like excited for call of duty this week to come out and a uh, Battle Royale game that the shooting mechanics are consistent. I'm sure there'll be hacking and cheating. There's always hacking and cheating in Call of Duty games, but Call of Duty games tend to manage that a little bit better.
0: It's always less on console.
2: Yes. Always. Well, as long as Activision cares.
1: You have to have cross play, sucker.
2: <laughs> That's going to be interesting, though, because I don't know what the cheating in Fortnite's like. I don't hear stories about it as much, but I wonder how that affects console players. I don't know. Uh, so PUBG, um life is strange uh episode one's great i'm not going to do a full review i don't feel like doing full reviews of each episode on the podcast because it's all story based so it's just me being like oh i can't tell you what happened here
1: okay i will tell you i did play that i I played about half hour 40 minutes of it did you get to the point where shit goes down I no, you know I never left his house. Like I got into the house and I was wandering around the house and and doing all kinds of shit. And I was talking to his dad about going out, and I think he was about to go out. And I was like, okay, I need to stop right now. Never leave the house. Never
2: leave the house. It (laughs) instantly goes dark.
1: Yeah, because this was this was pre Comic Con Square Enix event uh, that they had where they had the Tomb Raider DLC that's coming. Uh, Just Cause 4 and Life is Strange yeah and nobody was playing Life is Strange I guess because it was out and because it's very slow and it's very narrative and everybody was like Just Cause (laughs) or Tomb Raider you know so yeah so I, 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 I did get to play some of that I like it
2: uh-huh. No, it's it's good. The writing they they've improved yeah. with the writing. I I told Dave last week, you know, that it seems yeah. like they can write for younger people a little bit better than they did previously.
1: No more hella's. Um,
2: yeah, no, yeah, no. <laughs> I haven't heard one hella yet, and I'm so happy. Yeah. Um, just uh, the, the writing. Did been... he
0: actually really listen to the episode?
2: I did. Ah, apparently, <laughs> I really did. Oh, okay. Like I didn't think that was a reference to the episode, but again, yeah, he's yeah writing really trains did. and stuff. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um. It gets it gets a lot more political than the previous ones got, but it not in like an egregious way. Uh, it like or not it's not egregious or ridiculous. They actually do a good job of hitting political points uh, for the for the game. So enjoying that. Can't wait to see where the rest of the season goes. Uh, I know I'm, I have to write like individual episode reviews, but uh, I'm so bad at that part.
1: Oh, uh, it's still Skype.
2: No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. We're the only people that use Skype.
1: And we use OG Skype. Me and Josh refuse to update. That's true. I will not update until they fucking kick me off.
2: Has Skype been sending you emails? I, emails? I got one. Like, yeah, sir, you might need to
0: really update this.
1: I'm getting emails, nope. and every time I start it up, hey, you really need to update it. I'm like, fuck you. you do, nope. Once you shut it down, then we'll talk. But until then, I'm going to keep using it.
0: <laughs> we'll be on uh, we'll Discord by then, hopefully. <laughs>
2: Um, for some reason, since I got the the, the BenQ monitor, uh, I've been playing a lot more PC games. So I loaded up Prison Architect, which is on PlayStation, as well. So you got that's a, a r- pro, and you're not. Have you played like Spider-Man on your new monitor yet? Yes, I have. <laughs> okay, yeah, I immediately went to like photo <laughs> mode and put HDR on. It's or gone back to your God beautiful. of War on the on the new monitor. I'm afraid to go back to God of War because then I'm going to end up playing more God of War, and then well, there know. goes. Like, I mean, I'm hours. just
0: as, I'm just as guilty as you are, but I don't know. Start Horizon.
2: <sighs> don't talk about that. I want to <laughs> actually start Lost Legacy, but I haven't. Yeah,
0: I bought that on a flash to sale too. I forgot I had that. It's on my PS4. Yeah. Thanks, Dick. <laughs> or Detroit. Um, I don't own that, so I'm good.
2: <laughs> yeah. So I played Prison Architect, which, man, I, I don't know. Like, I like this the sim building type games. But running a prison makes me feel dirty.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I had a hard time with that. Like the very first thing you have to do, if I remember correctly, the very first thing I had to do was build the electric chair and yeah, everything the and execute thing the guy. And I was like, I don't think I want to do this. Is this the game? That, like, is
0: this the game that gave you the foam handcuffs, Michael?
2: Yes. Yeah. This <laughs> is the game
1: that gave me foam handcuffs. Yeah. When when I got right into that part, I was like, I. Yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't think I want to play this game. And I, I just couldn't continue with it.
2: Yeah, I continued uh, probably an hour past that. But I feel like the game moves backwards to where like, yeah. they just kind of throw you in and then teach you mechanics as opposed to letting you build up slowly. Yeah. And that caused a lot of like confusion on my end of just what I'm supposed to do, what the mechanics are. So I don't know if I'll continue with that. It was just like one of those things where I used to subscribe to Humble Bundle. <laughs> For like six months, so it's like yep. 72 games that I have on my Steam account yeah. that I just haven't, I've never touched. Uh, so I played that for a little bit. Um, I don't know if I'm going to continue because it's just weird. Like, I'm interested in the story stuff because it's story, you follow different prisoners and stuff like that for their story bits. But it's still weird managing a prison. Yeah. Then uh, I played a game called Graveyard Keeper, which people kept recommending, um... Because it is basically Stardew Valley, but you're a medieval graveyard keeper.
1: I saw this like a year or two ago. I talked to the guy who made it um, at NYC Play. Mm-hmm. That was that thing because I had asked him back then. I was uh, he had it only on PC, and I was like, "Is this ever coming to the consoles?" I think it. I think it's, it's coming not to- a con- it's not now, but I yeah. thought I saw somewhere that it's coming either to Switch or maybe just Switch or PS4 because I saw that it was potentially coming to the consoles. But yeah, it's, it was an interesting looking game.
2: See, I, I loved Stardew Valley.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so this scratches that Stardew Valley itch a little bit. It's obviously, you know, a little, it's, it doesn't have the same charm or it's not as cheery, obviously, as Stardew well, Valley, yeah. is <laughs> graveyard. but it, it lacks a little bit of the charm that got me into Stardew Valley. It's still fun and interesting to like manage a graveyard and also managing a little farm. Uh, there's some, I guess, same thing with Prison Architect where it's just like some of the mechanics just don't seem that clear or um, you're, you're kind of messing around and, failing into things more than just being outright told what to do, uh, which is a little annoying. Like I would kill for an actual quest log, but there isn't one. They just have uh character icons and you click on or highlight the character to see like if they gave you a quest, but the quest isn't that detailed and the map isn't that great. But the actual just managing the graveyard and managing the farm is actually fun and fulfills that like, Stardew Valley thing, which I'm still waiting for online play to hit Stardew Valley on consoles. That should be coming soon.
1: If if I'm remembering correctly, it's literally only one guy yes. that made the whole game top to bottom.
2: Yeah, I believe so, yeah.
1: So for
2: Stardew Valley? For no, both no, of them, I think. For,
1: yeah. Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. Yeah, both of them. Uh, I
2: think it's like one or maybe two guys.
1: Yeah, for, for Graveyard Keeper. Yeah. Uh because I talked to him for a little while about it. And I was really interested, and I was like, no consoles? Come on, man. He's like, look, man, I'm one guy. What am I going to (laughs) do? You know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, the the game came out a couple months ago on PC, and he seems to be pretty good at, like, fixing bugs as as they come along and stuff like that. So it'd be interesting to see if this game can catch enough, like, steam that a publisher will jump in and maybe bring it to consoles if it's not already coming to consoles. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, it's I don't know it's fun I, the, even though like I wish there was a little bit more help it's the first time like I've opened up uh, FAQ in a while like I had to like open up a wiki just to learn some of the crafting stuff just because they don't outright tell you stuff and they give you a lot of stuff to do right away
0: this is this this is coming to console Tiny Builds is it's helping with it one. Yeah. it's coming to Xbox okay. One it's coming to Xbox One yeah we'll say Tiny Build is involved in this this is coming to console so, yes, which means Xbox might have paid for like a you know a six month exclusivity or something. Yeah, like most yeah, likely that's what
1: it was because I got I got an email from Tiny Build that said it was yeah. coming to Xbox One. That's I knew I had seen something about it.
2: Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a weird quirky game, and it it's October, so I like to play kind of Halloween stuff during October. So it I think it's on it, like Xbox
0: that. One right now, it's it might out, be. It's out. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: So, start uh, the clock now. Oh, yeah. It came out like two months ago. Yeah.
2: Okay. That's cool. Um, that's pretty much it for, for playing, um, watching. Uh, someone asked a question about this, but WWE did a live show from Australia at like 5 in the morning. I didn't watch it live because, God, no. <laughs> uh it was a. It was. A, it was. An he's, okay got, he's got wrestling
0: standards, folks. He does. Yeah, I'm not
2: waking up at <laughs> five in the morning for a wrestling show, especially with this one was just kind of a glorified house show, which means it's like no stakes are on the line. You know, it's just kind of like a special show they put on, and the story won't progress. Uh, it, it was a fun show, but like the Undertaker was in the main event versus Triple H, and Triple H still looks great, even though he's in his fifties. Undertaker is like in near his sixties, and God, even though he looks...
0: Wait, into- they wrestled again?
2: Yes, yes. And he's he looks good for a 60-year-old, but not good to be a wrestler anymore, so you just kind of feel bad for him halfway. And it's kind of annoying because a couple of years ago, he's like, oh, I don't want to be that old gunslinger that doesn't know when to stop. And three years later, he's that old gunslinger that doesn't know when to stop.
0: and Or the WWE's not letting him stop
2: they keep signing him checks yeah. and he doesn't want to not take them um so that that was a pretty good show just i don't know i can't watch the undertaker wrestle anymore if he is in another match then i'm probably not going to watch it uh then um big mouth season 2 came out on netflix uh, it's it's as disgusting as the first season so i can't eat why watch it uh but <laughs> it's 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 one of those shows that like what is it, it i'm sorry a Big Mouth, it's a show on Netflix it's about, uh it's a Nick Kroll and John Mulaney cartoon, basically, of them as uh boys going through puberty and it's vulgar and, like, this very... Sound, this
0: sounds terrible.
2: Oh god, but it, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's got, like, a great cast it's like Maya Rudolph plays a puberty monster and Jordan Peele plays, like, a ghost. Like, it's got this whole whole, like, crazy concept around it and it's really entertaining but man they get away with some stuff on this show uh and it's it, it's funny I, I haven't finished it yet um then i finished season two of the good place still loving that uh, and since it's halloween i'll probably mention a scary movie every week i watched train to busan or busan,
1: oh dude
2: which i never heard about it until last week when the U S remake stuff started to pop up and I was, yeah, they're making a U.S. version, um, Mm. an American version, which will probably be awful. Uh, so I wanted to watch the original ended up watching that. And that is one of the best zombie movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah. Like the, the zombies in this movie were the creepiest and scariest zombies I've seen in a while. It's Mm. like, they all hired for every zombie they hired. They hired pop lockers and told them to act like they're missing frames. Cause like the way they moved, was just so creepy with yeah. everything they did. And the story was good. I actually like, it's hard to be attached to characters in a scary movie for me, but I got attached to most of the characters in this movie. It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, definitely. Like the highlight of like whatever I watched this week.
1: There's a, there's a, it's an animated prequel or sequel. I forget which it is. Um, you should check that out too.
2: And it's, it's actually as good or
1: pretty it's, good. It's good. I, this, yeah.
2: This movie to me was almost perfect that I don't want to ruin it with any like side stuff. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm that weird guy that I can't enjoy the first matrix anymore because I saw matrix two and three. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so like but I'll I'll check it out if if you recommend it. Uh but it it's good. I can't wait for the terrible remake. Uh it reminded me a little bit of Snowpiercer just cuz it's a place on a train. Mm. <laughs> and and Snow I love Snowpiercer. Piercer. Yeah. It's such a weird movie.
1: it, it is weird and I, I think what keeps me involved in that one is just Tilda Swinton.
2: She's fantastic in that. Yeah. Movie. And also it has one of the best lines by Chris Evans and I hate that I know that babies taste the best It's like the greatest line.
1: <laughs> you know what's fucked up? I watched the first, the first fifteen minutes of that movie. I didn't even realize that was Chris Evans.
2: He, he made it in the middle of the Captain America stuff. That I almost felt like he made that just because he's like, you know what? I'm Captain America. I need to do something.
1: A weird. Different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: But yeah, Tilda Swindon say, takes that movie. Yeah. Like she's so great in that movie.
1: Yeah, she's awesome. So. Yeah. I, I was trying to find this when you mentioned the the uh, WWE. Uh, there was a booth
2: oh, okay. at, at they Comic-Con,
1: uh, which uh, I should send you the picture. I, there's a guy that's obviously a famous guy. I don't recognize him. You would immediately. Um, <laughs> but listed on the booth, it says Sting, Trish, uh, Lita, Lawler, Christian, and something else at the end. And there was covers by WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler, and yeah. it's the it's headlocked, um, which is a bunch of like Saturday Evening Post uh, like fake, their versions of these covers. It's mm-hmm. a it's not a great picture. I just kind of I saw it as I was walking by, and I just kind of held up the camera and snapped as I was walking, so it's slightly out of focus, yeah, a little blurry, but. Um, I I wish. Hang on, I'm just gonna send this to you right now, so you can just tell me who the fuck this guy is. Okay. Um, Live texting
2: on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Why he's saying that? Uh, that's it for my playing
1: and watching. <laughs> okay. okay. So you go, Dave, while yeah. I text him, and then yeah. he'll yeah. just jump in and go, "Oh, that's yeah, my, that's Sting." make mine, mine makeup. Yeah.
0: Mine'll be brief because my time management is awful. So, um, like I said, just basic life events going on with you know a three year old and stuff like that. Um, and i am changing not changing jobs but changing locations at at my job so that's kind of made some things a little wonky for me um but uh i don't have a review of mega man because i just didn't sit down and focus and play it but i did play it some more again like i said if you if you like mega man it's more of what they built on it so like just it's 29 bucks if you like mega man pick it up um and I played more Destiny, so I'm not going to bore anybody with like major details. I'm just continuing up the power climb, the power level climb, getting farther and farther in the raid. The raid is very difficult. It's probably the best raid that they ever made, but I'm a third three of six encounters. Um, and watching, um, I watched the Lions game on Sunday, just just watched them. I, it, the score was closer than it was, but I just watched them destroy the Packers, which I loved. <laughs> Um, and uh, I, I'm actually surprised. He's a really, really good kicker, but I'm actually surprised that he didn't get cut today. But Crosby missed five <laughs> or like four field goals and an extra I point. saw that. <laughs> so wow. he left 13 points on the board, and they lost by like 10 or something like that. But um, I'm doing really, really well uh, in fantasy. I'm playing fantasy football against a bunch of other uh, guys that I play video games with, primarily that I play Destiny with and stuff like that, and I'm killing all of them. Uh, so I'm having a blast with fantasy football and stuff like that right now and um i'm really like i'm deep into the flash like this previous season of the flash with the thinker and some of the stuff that they're doing and just the way like what looked like that they were getting ready to ramp something up and my wife's like they can't be there's like five more episodes and i was <laughs> just like oh and the twist the twist it takes with what he's doing you know things like that. i'm just i'm so intrigued by this villain like it's so cool
1: yeah well he was one of the he's a big one and they've been laying the groundwork for him for a while too.
0: Yeah, because they they hinted at him like seasons ago when they were talking about timelines and stuff like that and everything like yeah. that. So
1: um, yeah, it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's it, what I think that they're setting up too in terms of the relationship the Thinker has with his wife. As I, I you can kind of see something, but I don't know if that's actually is or isn't going to be a thing. So, and I don't want to spoil anything for anybody. So, um, but it's. I'm primarily just focused, heavily focused on The Flash right now, and like Arrow is falling behind, and Supergirl is falling behind, and things like that. But I can't – I don't know how you do it, Josh. Like I can't <laughs> go back and forth between four or five shows. I see something happens at the end of one, and I just want to watch the next one.
1: Well, you know what happens? I see something happens at the end of one, and then I very quickly watch Arrow, and then Supergirl, and then Legends of Tomorrow, and then Flash again. And I'm like, okay. Okay, shit. Now I want to see it And I watch, and then I end up sitting there for hours. Just yeah. Boom, 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 well, boom. And boom, the boom.
0: thing about it is, is we have to match. Like Angela and I have to match up. Like in terms yeah. of, like, I can't, she'll just, she will just destroy me if I watch Flash. Like I will be not on this podcast anymore if I watch Flash without her.
1: But honestly, Flash has been by far the best of the four shows. It, it just in terms of tone, in terms of, you know, they, they get very serious at times, but they're still silly yeah. and they don't take themselves too seriously. And where Legends of Tomorrow is very wacky and very over the top most of the time, uh, Supergirl, I think, is really fantastic. Um, you can, that you gets, can
0: tell CW's trying to play some catch up with Supergirl quickly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. Um, but Arrow, the past season. You know, I went through it, and it was all right. I just, it's gotten so dark, but dark, like, not in a good way dark. It's just... I don't, I, I don't like think I can ever slog. give up
0: on Arrow because, like, I just have this thing with Arrow where, like, I watched, like, the first two seasons, like, twice because I watched it by myself, you know, like, Angela's, like, my wife's like, mm-hmm. I'm good, like, I don't need She's, like, she, she watched, like, a, half an episode or an episode with me, and she's, like, at the very beginning, she's, like, I think this is just outside of my wheelhouse. Like, she's, like, you can you can have this. And then she'd yeah. periodically, like, peek her head in when she'd be coming home from work and I'd be watching something and she'd start answering questions and, and then she, like, and then, so then she got hooked into it and we had to go back. Like, she got hooked into it, like a season and a half in and i'm like are we really gonna have to go back and start this at the <laughs> beginning <laughs> Like, and she so we well, went back and started it at the beginning you know
1: yeah my wife and i started we watched that together for the first couple episodes and then just couldn't find a time to watch it together and i was like i can't i just have to keep going yeah. <laughs> just kept going <laughs> and she's you know i would love to get her i'm waiting for the kids to get old enough yeah so that I can go back and go through the whole thing. Yeah, with like and and just, Jonathan, Jonathan so did a lot of that. There. Like
0: he was home for a couple of weeks during the summer, and he did a lot of like, just like, and I guess like the bin watching thing. Like I, I guess like I look at it like, wow, like how much stuff that my son watches and stuff like that. But I'm sure I watched that many hours of television just not that way when yeah. I was his age. Yeah. Like I think he has watched every single episode of Friends from the time he was 16 until he was 18.
2: Oh, poor guy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I I saw I half things. of one episode and got kicked out of the house because I was just like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> over and over, same thing with nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, like like twenty minutes into nine hundred two one zero, I was I was just shitting on the thing most of the way through quietly, you know, trying not to, trying to keep my mouth shut. But when they got to the point where the whole school started chanting "Donna Martin graduate, Donna Martin graduate," <laughs> I busted out laughing so hard. And the person whose house it was was like, "Get the fuck out! Get out right now!" And I was like, "Bye." Yeah, I <laughs> That's mean, all I've seen of those two yeah.
0: shows. I mean, it's just weird. <laughs> like you, you look at things that like, like you know, like that hook people or you know, like shows like I, I did, you know. Not that it's a big deal, but I didn't think that Michael would be like a horror movie guy or a scary movie guy or something like that, you know? But it's all like my daughter is like and I and you know I know I don't talk about my I talk about Owen a ton, but you know, my sixteen year old daughter, her obsession show right now is Law and Order.
1: Hmm. <laughs> like she's interesting.
0: Like she's watched all this stuff and I'm just I mean, I know that's kinda of like a genre that she kinda of wants to go into. Like if you really ask her what she wants to be, she wants to be like a forensic scientist and stuff like that. So like, but she's just like, (laughs) hey, hey,
2: hey, (laughs) she wants to plan a perfect crime, obviously. So you
0: know, but it's just it's a different it's a different genre now. Like she's like sitting in her room watching something on
1: a laptop. I'm just like, so wait, is she watching The Flash? I mean,
0: um, no, she doesn't. She's Barry. Yeah, I know. It's it's kind of like pulling teeth to get her to go to Marvel movies and stuff like that. When we take her to them, she's like, "This is going to be dumb." And then we leave the movie. I'm like, "What'd you think?" And she's like. Eh, and I'm like, oh, that means you liked it, you know? You <laughs> know, so, yeah. um, but you know, it's like I'm trying to catch up on stuff. I'm just as much like I Josh didn't hear me review it. I mean, I gave Destiny a lot of crap last week for the review. It got an eight and stuff like that. But I can't stop playing the game. Oh. So, yeah. um, and it's like I want to beat the raid, and there's so much to do, and it's it's to the point where they they swung the pendulum the other way, and there there's there I could play the game on Tuesday and Wednesday and be done before and now it's like I'm I'm leaving stuff on the table like there's time that like there's not enough time for me to do everything in the game now which is a good problem to have but you know at the same time you you start that you start that feeling a little bit of like oh, could I be stronger could I have a better drop like so it's it's and I'm like no I just this is where I'm going to be and I have to like I have Assassin's Creed sitting there waiting for me everybody is talking very high about Assassin's Creed right now. We're,
2: we're going to have to message Angela and see if she can parental lock Destiny somehow. Yeah. Just like he's only allowed six <laughs> hours in the system. No,
0: it's it, it can be bad because the problem is with it being such a social game as well. is, And I don't know, like, if Michael, if you have Overwatch buddies or anything like that, like, you know, if there's an event going on or something no, that like that. Now that community's
2: toxic, fuck those people. No, but
0: I meant like personal people. <laughs> no, that you I know. Jo- the like, Call of Duty's
2: yeah. is going to be my social game because yeah. my friends are getting back into it.
0: But I mean, I get a text message from, you know, a couple of the guys that I play the game from or, you know, a message of like, hey, what time are you getting on? Tonight we want to do this, and I'm like, I-, I was gonna play Assassin's Creed. They're like, Well, we got four people. I'm like, Okay. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, yeah. so th- that's you know that's where you know where it runs into and stuff like that. So,
2: but I've gotten like 12 messages from my coworkers about PUBG, like since we've been recording.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, and it's like, All right, I'll play like a match, and then all of a sudden you're like on there for like two and a half hours, and you're like, Whoa! So, all right, so that's it for playing and watching for me. So. Uh, let's get into some of the emails and Twitter questions. What about
2: uh, Josh? Have any New York Comic Con oh. stuff? Because oh, technically, right. he just did the review. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I forgot
1: about Comic Con. Uh, so.
2: Yeah, so we'll so, skip his playing and watching because he was just, el, you know, like uh, having fun it was, in Comic Con. Comic
1: Con, no. Yeah, I mean, so like, <laughs> it like was I said, Astrobot
0: and NHL '19 and Comic Con.
1: <laughs> just about uh, Tomb Raider, the Challenge Tomb DLC that's coming. It was. It's really cool, but, um, what I played, I played with a developer and I was like, is this all like co-op? And he said, no, you can play it single player, but you know, as you could see, there's areas you can only get to if you have two people. So you're going to miss out on a bunch of things. And I'm like, oh, okay. So really it is kind of co-op, <laughs> <laughs> um, but okay, uh, Interesting, like a lot of big, big puzzles, huge areas um, that you have to go through. The one we went through was massive, and you really kind of need the two people. You don't need the two people to get through, but like you said, you will miss out on a whole bunch of cool things and and, and pickups and stuff if you don't get to all the different areas. Um, life is Strange, like I said, uh, Just Cause 4. For a little bit, uh, that was interesting. It was more interesting watching other people play it, and I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about this yet. Much like Just Cause Three, it just I was trying to figure this out with somebody. We were standing there because we both loved Just Cause Two, but just kind of fell off with Just Cause Three, and we couldn't figure out why. And I think what we came up with is that they tried to do too much with it. Like the fun of Just Cause 2 was that it was just enough that you could cause all this mayhem and it was manageable with the weapons you had and the tools you had at your disposal. And with Just Cause 3, they were like, oh shit, let's do everything we could ever think of and then multiply that by 10. And it was just too much. There were too many different things like your grappling thing you could change the you could change the tension on it and you could drop three or four of them down you could do this and that it just I love the simplicity of Just Cause 2 you know and 4 actually ups the ante even more so I'm not sure how I feel about it um but of course it was being run on high end PCs with the, the graphics cranked way up so it looked unreal um we were all watching a guy who was basically hunting this little black dog. This little black dog that was walking around. He was doing everything he could to hook onto it uh with his grappler and um pop balloons to to lift it up in the air. And it just wasn't working, wasn't working. He finally got it up in the air and then the thing dropped and it died. Like he got it like five feet off the ground, and it dropped and it was dead, and everybody was like, holy shit because he was doing everything he could and he couldn't touch this dog and he couldn't kill this dog um, but that was kind of the fun was watching everybody else just mess with the world uh, for a while um, Ace Combat uh, Bandai had their booth set up so Soul Caliber was there didn't get to touch that um, Ace Combat had, they had one VR unit set up um, have they dated that yet? Uh, I don't know um, they had a they had several regular units set up, and then one VR unit set up. Basically,
0: like the um, main selling point of that game is VR, and they're just like seems like they're just limiting it as much as they can.
1: Yeah, um,
0: they announced that game like two PSXs ago, or three. Uh, it had to have been two because VR is not really two. that old. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Bendy and the Ink Machine, um, which is a weird little game that's coming. Um, sometime, I don't know really how to describe it. I walked past it. I've, I've gotten, um, PR emails on it and it looks really interesting. And I went by it. It was at the rooster teeth booth. Um, and there was a line for it and I just was on my way to something else. So I didn't really get to stop and, and do anything there. Um, Devil May Cry 5, I went to a panel for it um, with the producer, Matt Walker, and director uh, Hideki uh, Itsuno, and that was really interesting. They walked through a whole bunch of different things. They showed us the first five minutes of the game, the first opening cutscene, which was really awesome. Um it looked amazing and uh, the there's a lot of humor in it and, uh, just the way everything played out. There were some seriously hardcore DMC fans there. They were going nuts for different weapons that popped up and, and different things that were happening. Um, so they showed off all the different weapons. Uh, a lot of weapons have come back. A lot of weapons have been updated. There's some new ones. um, one that was really interesting the the Sparta uh for devil May Cry fans uh, they said they used the same p s two model for that weapon all the way through uh d m c four and they finally decided, okay, we need to remake this, so sure. it's so much more detailed and really beautiful um <clears throat> uh Cerberus is back, um, it, and it transforms into three different forms, um, which include ice nunchucks, a fire bow, and a lightning chain staff nunchuck-type thing, which is insanity when you see it in action. Um, so DMC fans were just losing their minds over that one. Um, there, there's a lot more going on. I'll try to write some of this stuff up. But the, just all the different things they were showing were pretty wild. Um, the cool thing is, like, if you haven't played any of the other games, uh, they've added a catch-up type of thing on the story. And there's also a way, like, if you're not good at these games, because Devil May Cry games are kind of hard <laughs> at times, um, you can hold down a button for auto-assist. And it will basically push you through the game and you can just button mash your way through the game, holding down that auto assist.
2: And I might be willing to play one. Exactly. I only played DMC, to be honest. And DMC was a little easier than the other ones.
1: And that's why they did this, because they know that a lot of people like it's it's a wild game and and it's really cool. But they know a lot of people have trouble with the combat and they want to make sure it's accessible for, for everybody really. Um, so you can do that, but there are also really, really hard, hardcore difficulties, um, that are available. Uh, so, you know, they, they're kind of trying to make it for everybody, which is kind of cool. Um, but I'll try to get that stuff written up, um, with a little more about that. Uh, yeah, I played a bunch of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't, I don't feel comfortable that it's enough to really review the game. I am incredibly impressed with it so far. I'm a little bummed out, but I totally understand because I, I started the game. I played like an hour and then I went back and I started it again as I started it as the woman. Then I went back and I started it again as the guy. Uh, Cause I was interested to see, all right, how different is this? Mm-hmm. It's the exact same thing, just reskinned. <laughs> which, yeah. Which, you know, I kind of expected, but at the same time, I thought, well, no, maybe they maybe they give you at least different dialogue or a different story or something slightly different because it should be different. It's not, <laughs> and I understand the that technical limitations. That would be a lot. Would Yeah, be a lot.
2: especially for. It sounds like this game, you need to get eighty hours into this game <laughs> just to like get into the meat of the game. Dude, exactly. like I've
0: heard the title screen doesn't come on for like the first three and a half or four hours.
1: Well, yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) But that's the thing of it. You know, I I understand the the complexities of not being able to do that. But still, it just kind of bummed me out a little bit where I was like.
0: Especially when they first revealed the game and they're like, you can do this.
1: Yeah. Um, The really cool thing, the really, really amazing thing with this, though, is turning off all the assists and just making it the full on. Open world adventure. You know, it's it. you can make it very different than any other Assassin's Creed game where you'll walk up to a character, you'll interact with a character and you have dialogue trees and, you know, you can make all your dialogue choices and they'll say, hey, um, could you help me find this thing? It's It's in a cave somewhere and you start asking them more questions and they're like, yeah, it's kind of south of this area. Um, in a forest sort of area, I think that might be where it is. And that's all they give you. And then you have to look on the map and kind of try to figure out where that is based on just the dialogue and wander into it. Or you could just leave everything turned on and it'll just point you and it'll literally, you can get on your horse and say, go and hit a button and the horse will just walk right there or trot right there. And you don't have to do, you could put your controller down and the horse will take you there. (laughs) So you can play it any which way you want, which is kind of cool. But turning it into a huge open world game where literally you turn off all those assists is pretty fascinating. And it's a really cool way to play a game. Not if you're trying to review it, though. (laughs) (laughs) Because you'll never get through the game. Squirrel. Um, Shiny thing, yeah. yeah. Squirrel, yeah. <laughs> and it's massive; it really is. Um,
0: but it's, it's just making uh, me not want to boot it up more because I'm just going to no, lose myself. It's, it's so
1: good. No, though. I know. It's like, Everything I played so far is so good, and I love, love, um, just all the upgrades and and going through the different missions and doing the stealth and.
0: Yeah, this game has turned on uh, to into a full fledged in depth RPG.
1: Kinda, of, yeah. Yeah. Um, but you
0: can still just go in there and just slash the mess out of stuff too. So it's like Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely you can. Uh so it's pretty fantastic in, in that respect.
0: Does it still have like the dynamic changes like they did with um Origins where like the your clothing changes, your armor changes and stuff?
1: I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah. If you as you as you
0: Upgrade yeah. or collect more things
1: like Luke. Absolutely, so, yeah, yeah. Because I've I've been doing that, and after every time I, after every mission or every time I pick stuff up or every time I level up, I'm going through and I'm like, oh, what can I wear now? Oh, that's much better. That's so better wait, armor.
0: are you is, are you this. breaking are you breaking things
1: down? Not yet, no.
0: Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I wait, you get materials. So I was like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. I have not bothered with that. Um, See, that's why I don't think it's fair to review it yet, because there's there's a lot more in there that I haven't gotten into. Um, I don't want to break I that just, one down. It
0: has a really cool stat roll that I might need one day.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah, there's... there's.
0: I don't care it's, if it's a green level two set of arms.
1: It's cool, though, that you, you have all those changes and, and seeing the changes... Seeing all those things go on your character and the differences in them and everything is really especially especially fun. in a
0: third person game like it's really cool. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah, it's fun and even putting well, horse armor that I didn't have to buy, thank you, because it's not EA. Um,
0: See, now I heard that they have a, they have a funky speed up mechanic in there. That's a microtransaction, though.
1: I haven't touched it. I don't plan on touching it. Why I would I need to? You've got a massive open world game. Why do you need to speed things up? Because you're, you're, people you're don't like to just put time in, Josh. Well, you lazy fucks who've got money coming out your ass, have all the fun you want. <laughs> I'm just going to wander no, and never I just I was just wondering
0: if you saw it because it like it's essentially yeah. like an anti-grinding um, mic- microtransaction.
1: Well, I don't feel like I'm grinding anything. I feel like I'm just living in the world right now. And none of it feels like I need to grind to get to this level to be able to fight this guy. You know, there was early on in the game, you have a bounty on your head and the guy, the bounty hunter that's coming after you is a level five character and you're level one and you're going to get your ass kicked. But all you have to do is avoid him, you know. And by the time I got to level five, I ran into him and I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And I just three hits and I killed him and I was like Pfft, that was easy um, I don't see the need to level myself up to go after that guy I organically through, a, through the game got to him eventually you know just ask so yeah I mean <laughs> but I, I, I kind of heard a little bit about that too that people were complaining about and Jim Sterling especially was complaining big time about it but
0: about it being in or about it being too
1: about it existing, okay. yeah. About it even existing. I, I,
0: I don't have a problem with it existing because it's that balance that we talked about before, where like I don't have necessarily as much time as you do, but I'm willing to spend you know five bucks or ten bucks to level myself yeah. up.
1: Yeah, but the, see, for me, and why, like a why are, the, why
0: am I buying an eighty hour RPG? But you know that's beside the point. But
1: but a lot of now a lot of people that I saw that were complaining about it, their complaints were, well developers won't even put that in the game unless they're going to nerf other parts of the game to make you do that. And I don't get that from this game at all. The game is a massive open world game. You could spend... 50 hours on the first island and never leave it
0: you know it's the age old question is it worth $10 for you to complete that island you know or to complete something or is it worth you know (laughs) maybe not to you but maybe somebody else that really likes Assassin's Creed but doesn't want to play 60 hours wants to play like 15 or 20 you know
1: but yeah I mean that's entirely on you and if that's in there I you know that's in there for people who want that that's how I see it it's I'm never going to touch it. I know I can get through the game without ever touching it. From what I've played, I don't see any reason to ever spend a dime beyond what you know the game costs. You can just take your time. For a game like this, it's one of those games where I'll play it, go off, do other things, come back to it, play it for another six hours or so, go off, come back a week or two later after playing other games, and come back and play another chunk. I, I'm not in any rush, you know, to get through this, or not in any rush. I got to get the platinum, so I better be all leveled up and spend all my money and make sure I can do all that. You know, who gives a shit? I just play the game and enjoy it. Big open world. Um, what else was there? Okay, so the other big thing uh, was that we, I I don't know how. Um, CBS sent an email um, that invited us into uh, the photo call and the press line or the, the press uh, roundtables, the interview roundtables for Star Trek Discovery. Which, fuck yeah. Uh, so I went to the panel. Panel was awesome. Um, Spock has a beard. Um there's a petition already for it. Hashtag Spock Got Hot. Um Spock's always been hot. Well, this new Spock. Wow. <laughs> um <laughs> No, the, he's he's cool. They they talked about the beard. They said, Yeah, the beard will be explained. Um but consider and where we
2: thought this through, guys, we
1: swear. They did. Uh, they honestly did um, because they're dealing with you both, know all both of this... Vulcans
0: can grow facial hair to have stronger intelligence.
1: Well, they can. I mean, Spock's brother in sh- Shitty Star Trek Five had a big beard. I um,
0: Actually, I don't know, but I'm sure
1: somebody had. A yeah, beard. <sighs> but uh, I just um,
2: like the idea that they probably had a, like, all right, we're going to get shit because he's got a beard. Oh yeah. So we need to well, have a plan for this. It's like, oh god. Yeah, just let him grow a beard. He gets cold in the winter.
1: (laughs) But the cool thing is, so this is set 10 years before TOS. So Captain Pike, no Captain Kirk. It's Captain Pike and Spock and number one. uh, These these were all the people in the pilot that didn't air, really, um, for Star Trek. Uh, So... They cast all those people, obviously, and it's really cool. The guy they got to play, Pike, is freaking awesome. Um, The guy they got to play, Spock, is really cool. He didn't even know that he was reading for Spock initially. It's funny. He described it. He said, you know, I came in. I knew it was for Star Trek Discovery. I didn't know what the character was, um, but I was told it was um, this character who was dealing with with uh issues with logic and emotion and somebody else on the ca- somebody else on the panel went logic and emotion and star trek and he didn't know who it was duh <laughs> and he's like yeah i i guess i should have figured that out <laughs> um but when he figured it out and he got the part like they called him up his agent called him up and he was on a street corner somewhere and he sat down on the corner and he cried for 20 minutes because he was like he could. He was overwhelmed that he got the part. And he was freaked out. And he was like, oh, shit. You know, now I got to deal with, I'm Spock. Now I got to deal with this shit. And I'm going to get good or bad. I'm going to get scrutinized, essentially. Um, but they said they will explain it. Uh, this is Spock wrestling with his emotions early on. He, he does not have that control yet. Um, he's younger, of course. So they, they have big plans and it's a very different story, uh, from the first series. If, if anybody watched the first season, uh, the cool thing, you know, backstage doing the photo call and then upstairs doing the, the round tables was awesome. The cast was amazing, coolest bunch of people, um, uh, What's her name? Oh my gosh, my my mind is blank. Um, Saniqua Martin Green, uh, who is uh, Michael Burnham on the show. She was in Walking Dead. She left Walking Dead and now is the lead in Star Trek Discovery. And I asked her about that. You know, you're going from these two massive, very devoted fan bases, uh, and now you're part of both of them. And what's that like? And and she was absolutely fantastic, really super friendly, super cool. Um, just the whole cast was. It's it's really cool. So they have a lot a lot going on there. I filmed a bunch of the of of those round table interviews. It, it some of the video is not great because my camera was getting knocked around by the guy that was next to me. Um almost fell down a couple times. Uh, but I'm double-checking to see if I'm actually allowed to use that video anywhere. And if I am, I will put it up on YouTube um, because it's kind of neat to see, to hear some of the things they're talking about. And anybody else who watches the show, uh, Saru, Commander Saru, uh, the alien dude, we get to go to his planet uh, in this season coming up, which is a huge thing. Because then we get more on the backstory. His species is prey on the planet. So we, we apparently get to meet the predators and figure out that relationship and everything. And we meet his sister as well. Um, so there's a whole thing going on there. Um, but for Star Trek Discovery fans, it looks like it's going to be a crazy se- season um, based on the storyline on the trailer uh, that we were shown um so that's it i'll stop there because i've been going on and on about star trek i know i'm sorry (laughs) Um,
0: so you went to comic con for
1: partially but yeah it was cool um i got a handful of pretty cool cosplay pictures uh i don't know what i'm gonna do with them um i never know what i'm gonna do with them freddie mercury and spider-man you just
0: need to put a gall- um, you just need to put a site a post on the site josh comic-con photo gallery and just put all the photos on there and just post it and call it a day
1: yeah that's easier said than done <laughs> um but yeah there there control was
0: control some- c control
1: <laughs> v <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it was that easy gosh. uh some cool cosplay though and and neat stuff there overall but um
2: Oh, the the picture, uh, the man in the tacky uh, gold affliction, Ed Hardy shirt is Jerry Lawler. And then the guy with sunglasses was Sting.
1: Okay. Yeah. I heard somebody when I was walking past her, I heard somebody go, "There's Sting without his makeup. And I'm like, I wouldn't even know him with his makeup. (laughs) He looks like the crow. I mean, I saw him in the police, you know, but beyond that and his solo career, I I didn't know he wrestled. Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. We so. Also, tag team partnered with RoboCop. <laughs> a little wrestling history there for you.
1: Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, yeah. So let's move on to the community yeah. section with I'll questions. Speed run a
0: couple of these questions really quick. Yeah. So they're they're pretty basic. So Chris from Facebook: Is 4K a bust like 3D was a bust? Of course, it isn't. But to a but to a degree, I'd argue it's an adoption. Its adoption here is still not very important. One of the very important one to most consumers it's also still very hard to get live sports in 4k in these united states espn hasn't even jumped in the pool like they did with 3d is 4k as a feature simply being oversold as to be as to the be all end all format when most could truly care less i have three 4k tv sets so i'm hardly a hater but it's simply something that i feel um, I think it's for me, I think it's just an inevitableness of technology being ahead of production.
2: Yeah. Just, uh, like with gaming, you know, we, we're just now getting to the point where these consoles can handle 4K, and you need a Pro or an Xbox One X to do that, or an Xbox One, whatever the latest one before the X was, to do 4K. Uh, but I don't know, It's 4 k is going to be the standard because it isn't that cost prohibitive to make. Because 4K TVs are really cheap compared to when SD to HD happened.
1: They're, well, see, and the thing is, though, and this is what I wonder, like, if they're going to fuck themselves up with this, basically... Um, a lot of the 4k TVs that are like $300 cause I see them all the time and I'm like, wait a second, how are they selling like a $300 4k TV? It doesn't have HDR right. at all.
2: Yeah.
1: And HDR is really the selling point to these TVs. Yeah. HDR makes the big difference. And that was the big thing in the, that I got out of the PS4 pro presentation in New York when they showed it off for the first time. And, and, um, they were all standing up there trying to explain it to us in the simplest yeah. terms they could. HDR is the thing that makes the difference, and you're selling consumers on, oh, I can get a 4K TV for 300 bucks, so I'm going to go buy yeah. it. And they're selling those like you mad. Can, but
0: You can find a non-4K TV. We probably can't now, but you could find a non-4K TV with true HDR that was going to be double or triple the cost of a 4K TV.
1: Yeah and that I think that's a huge mistake selling any 4K TV without HDR I think is a really, really huge mistake yeah because the people aren't going to see mm-hmm. an an appreciable difference between 1080 and and 4K based on you know what their setup is and everything and how far they are from the TV they're not going to see Enough of a difference to make it worthwhile, and they're just gonna be like, whatever. Yeah,
0: it's bad. You know? it, it's bad marketing in general as well, personally, because when you had HD come out, you had 720, a 1080p, a 1080i. So there was, you know, there was HD with a number attached to it that you could tell. And now it's four. It, it shouldn't be, but it's. It is like 4K is separated from HDR. In terms of a feature, and yeah. instead of calling it like 4K HDR, and or calling it you know calling something 4K and also calling it 4K HDR, it's confusing to the consumer.
1: Well, the other problem is there are several flavors of HDR, which Correct. Yeah. sucks. Which is yeah, I, I just I wish that one time we could move to a new format and it would just be a standard. Before a single device came out, a set standard before a single device wow. came out that everybody agreed on, and that was that, and but, we all yeah. just moved to that
0: i don't th- I don't think it's a fad because like Michael said, it's something you know it, it, it's something that's relatively easily obtainable. I just don't think that as of now, no cable channel or network has decided to turn the 4k switch on
1: no or full time. Okay. Like yeah, because I was time. gonna say no. There, there is 4K what? content out there,
0: but on like on T V or on Apple. On I like where you yes. can watch CBS oh, like or on
1: Netflix. Oh, well, I don't know about yeah, CBS. That's what I'm talking, those, about. But, like, like, I'm talking about. Like I'm talking about like CW yeah. or and CBS. CBS. Yeah, no,
0: I know. I'm saying like network. A network. Regular a, a, TV and ESPN. But, but network and TV and NBC was also slow to, to,
1: get on. to get to. Network TV was slow to get to. Um, HD, yeah, well, you they, know, there's, just with widescreen. Yeah,
0: there still cinema. is non- hdabc and hdabc on yeah. people's channels on people's cable boxes some of That's those direct tv channels are crazy.
2: 720 yeah. so it's like,
0: it's like so all yeah. i'm saying is that it, yes like espn hasn't picked it up or cbs hasn't picked it up or e- even in their apps or anything like that but when one of them does decide that they want to do that or that there's something that warrants it, it, it it's it's probably really close like it's going to be a sporting event like if if one of the nbc cbs uh ABC is broadcasting the Super Bowl next year and they decide that they d- really want to turn the 4K switch on. That'll be when the other networks are like, oh crap, okay. You know? Yeah. So it's in the hands of the networks, I think. So
2: Yeah. Tends to always be.
0: Yeah, they they made 3D live and die. ESPN tried the 3D put the, you know like he said, put all their cards in 3D and it just didn't work and ESPN turned right. it off and 3D <laughs> TVs went away.
2: <laughs> it's this might sound like a joke, but it's up to two entities to do this. The sports or- and porn yeah when sports and porn decide that they are going to go all in on 4k then it's going to become a more standard thing Porn, same thing is
1: actually really the driver of it vhs sports more so than anything yeah
2: Yeah. vhs it saved that it saved blu-ray like uh, internet speed it sounds like a joke but yeah it became a priority for porn
1: porn is the driver it really is it's It's crazy
2: fucking crazy but But, yeah so we need uh uh, i I can't even think of a porn company name stop
0: (laughs) 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 um second question only halfway through the latest this is from john on facebook only halfway through the latest episode not sure if it was brought up the 105 gig download for red dead redemption 2 what are your feelings on it? As for me, I've already made some rooms, uh, some room though. I still want to get an external storage by December. I believe it's only 105 gig on the Pro, correct?
2: I, I'm not sure, but okay. it's possible. Of of okay,
0: yeah, it's, it's 105 it's, gigs, Josh. Yeah, it sounds okay. like Red Dead Redemption Two is gonna be a hundred gig download. Um, I I don't. It doesn't surprise me. I think I, I don't want to compare the two games, but I think my Destiny download right now is up to like if I had to re-download it, it's up to like 85 gigs. Yeah. So, and I know at one point in time, like Battlefield five, Four, when I had premium, was getting up to a hundred gigs when they started adding all the maps and everything like that. So, depending on how much content is truly in this open world game, I just think it's where we are at with games right
2: now. I, I just yeah. re- I couldn't download an update to my four gig external drive because it's full. Like, like well, my, I,
1: I'm gonna need to make space. I might be there with my eight gig external drive. <laughs>
2: Oh and I can easily terabyte. And this is a terabytes. Yeah. But don't you still have a two
0: terabyte in your console? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I've started downloading stuff to that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I immediately like move stuff from my four terabyte external to my internal drive. But like it's not even all my games are downloaded. Like I purposely deleted the sports games, the old previous sports games, and I'm still filled up with like six gigs total.
1: Oh yeah, I always delete all the old sports games and stuff. See, the the thing is though, like the the external drive, the whole promise of it, the awesome of it, was that you know you could move it from PS4 to PS4, no big deal. You could just not when you're and, moving
0: eight terabytes of games, it's not a big. deal.
1: <laughs> well, it it becomes a big deal because every time you plug it into the new PS4 and turn it on, it has to reindex. Yeah. And when you get to three, four, five, six terabytes of data, it can take 40 minutes to index. So you turn on the PS4 and you have to walk away, come back in an hour and maybe it's done indexing and now you can play. Watch an so episode of Flash. The That's the point. Unless it, it Netflix didn't index yeah. it. I, I plugged it into the one TV and I have not moved it in months. And I've started downloading, but but every now and then we'll run into a thing where there's a PS4 in the playroom with the kids and everything, and they're like, let's play this. And I go to play it, and I'm like, oh, no, we can't, because it's saying it's on the external hard drive. And Now I have to delete it off of here, and I have to go, uh, it just becomes a whole thing. It just It becomes more hassle than it's worth almost at this point. Yeah. Because it's just such a pain in the ass to move it around when that was that, ooh, you just have an external drive and you could just take it anywhere with you and it's simple. yeah The more games you get, the harder it becomes. And the, the games are
0: just going to get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Like oh, this, yeah. That's just, that's inevitable. Yeah. so
1: Yeah.
0: Um, all right. So real quick, uh, I can answer this one. So will any of uh, you be checking out the debut for Zen's FX3 Williams tables? um. Yes, not me. Um, they you know, they've been, you know, Zen's always been very, very good to PS Nation. Um, there are Glenn is in in the processes of talking with them about doing a preview stream and stuff like that for those pinball tables that are coming out soon. So as soon as he gets a build of those tables, I'm sure he will show something of that. Um, so at least that was the last discussion that I heard about when they first announced it. So. Um, so keep your eye on our Twitters and if I, if I know about it in enough advanced time, it will be on the podcast to let you guys know just like, you know, extra life things and Warhawk things and and all that stuff are all going on in the forums. So, um, Justin through Facebook, uh, do you think that Sony will do crossplay on more games if it goes well with Fortnite? No. (laughs)
1: They're going to be really
2: careful with it. I think, I don't think they're going to open the floodgates though.
1: No, I don't think they're going to open the floodgates, but I honestly, I think it's inevitable. They they kind of have to.
2: Yeah. Rocket League already talked about they're looking into it. So, yeah. yeah. The, what is the, the Gwent game? Like, that's a big deal. The yeah.
0: yeah. The,
2: I, biggest problem I, the is, thing that
0: most people are asking about, I do not think that you're going to be able to play Call of Duty against an Xbox player. I do not think that you. I'm no. going to be able to play Destiny with a PC player. Like, it's just, it's not going to happen.
2: And you're not going to be able to account, transfer accounts. Right. You know, like I, the Destiny community desperately wants to transfer accounts, but Sony has a, re, a more, a better reason for not letting you do that because it's like you want to trade accounts so you never come back type of thing. So I can see them holding back on that. but actual cross play, I can see that opening up to more games, but not a ton of games. I think they're going to be really selective on what games they allow to do that.
1: I I think they have to, though. I mean, right now they are in that PS2 hubris stage where you know we're dominating the landscape, and you know our shit doesn't sink, and we can do whatever we want, and you'll just deal with it because you're all coming here to play anyway. Well, the next generation is coming, and Switch is selling like freaking mad right now. Microsoft has been doing everything they can um, to make a dent in PlayStation. And part of it is this cross-play initiative. Part of it is the Games Pass. Part of it, you know, they're, they're doing all these outreach things that are turning people's heads. They still don't have the games there, but supposedly they're working on that. So when the next Xbox comes out, they could have a much stronger competition it could with be
0: a seven hundred dollars streaming service, Josh.
1: Well, but maybe that's what people want—a yeah. seven hundred dollars streaming service that you can play with everybody on PC yeah. and everybody on Switch and everybody on mobile, and yeah. PS Five is left out in the cold. You know, I,
2: for for <laughs> the the crossplay thing, though, I think that they're going to be selective, just because they're not going to trust like any company to do this well. Like they're letting Epic go cuz Fortnite's biggest game and Epic already knows they can cross play without any issues. I can see Rocket League going cuz Rocket League is a strong but Rocket
1: League game. already works. They didn't yes, they turn exactly. it on by accident? No, no that was no, Fortnite. It's,
0: it's always well Rocket League's always been PS4 to PC since day one. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. And but I know I, Fortnite turned it on by accident, but I thought somebody else did too.
2: It could have been Rocket League maybe they did that too by I accident? Think they did. Yeah. Um but I don't think they're going to let like a random indie game try oh, crossplay. It's going to yeah. It's
0: going to be. And again, I don't think that you're going to be playing GTA Online, Xbox versus PlayStation. I don't think you're going to be playing Call of Duty.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait a second. You're telling me if Rockstar says if Rockstar we want wants this? to do it, they yeah, will. if Rockstar wants to do it, it's going to happen because it's fucking Rockstar.
2: Rockstar can get do like you Sony the, Do you
1: really think
0: Rockstar cares?
1: If. It, there's money on the table. If there's money there, Rockstar cares. I mean, I, 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 Rockstar I, 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 can dictate I don't see it. where
0: the money is from for, from Rockstar, though. Like, because to me, that's, I don't think that's increasing sales on either platform.
2: No, but it's keeping their online service alive by keeping. So when, yeah, like, say, for whatever yeah. reason, yeah. yeah, see, if for whatever reason the PlayStation fan base starts to dwindle, and if they can then pull in the Xbox player base, so then that pool is always filled, then. There's money there.
1: It's more players online together at the same time. It's money for them. No matter yeah. what it is. You know, that's that's where the money is. More players online at the same time playing the same game.
2: Yeah. When you're in matchmaking, it's a little shorter so, time because they're pulling yeah. from a bigger, bigger pool. A so bigger like
1: pool. it's always money. It's you, you I would hope
2: the, that
0: it'd be a bigger pool, game. but I mean an online game, a dead online game is a dead online game, good or bad.
2: But like if you have three people on PlayStation and three people on Xbox, uh, you can it. get all Sorry. six of them together would be a yeah. better experience than, that, you
1: know. That's the thing with, with these bigger games. And, and like I said, Rockstar can dictate this because Rockstar is Rockstar. GTA five is still in the top five every single month. Still in sales. It's oh, insane. Rockstar
2: can go to Sony and be like, we're going to do PSX next week and Sony would be like, "Okay, we will."
1: <laughs> Cuz Rockstar can do whatever they want. They pretty much could at this point. That's that's just how big they are. It's ins- But then it's why insane. haven't they
0: played the card yet?
2: Because they might not see that as a viable option based on how they built their servers. Who knows? Red Dead can change things. Yeah, Cause cause it they, also comes seen, out the reason why I'm asking
0: sure. that question is because we've seen the you – know, I don't know. I've seen the articles and I'm not holding my breath because – but all, like, like they've shared a couple of them and they've been on Twitter and stuff like that. Of like Developers are preparing for PlayStation name changes. Like, why yeah. did they have to prepare for this?
2: Well, that –
1: Because it, of the way they did – So then because they coded the it selling. differently
0: for
2: Xbox? No, but because PSN's so broken, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like, okay, it's this name but you're actually feeding into this name. Yeah, I mean,
0: Xbox has to have an account, like a link to it. Like, you can't, like, if you get reported, so then I can't change my name and not be reported anymore. Like, I get that. The Sony name
2: change sounds like a
1: duct tape situation. It is, because look how fucked up the Sony system has been for so long. Like, Microsoft has been building this from day one with the original Xbox online from day one with you know accounts and and all that stuff. Sony jumped into the game late and look at how many games got fucked up because of the one hundred uh, friend list. I don't think my PS3 friend list is still recovered from yeah. that. Yeah, that has fucked up everything in the long run. Now lay on top of that. Now we're going to change names. I mean that one hundred. Friends list limit is probably in the code somewhere that's fucking up the name change, which is why it's taken so long to to Uh, deal with. And I can also see it's just such a kludgy underlying code that it's it's tough. And and in the meantime, developers had to develop to that or to what they had time or energy or effort to develop to. Um, Because a lot of the online developers, like the first series of them, weren't using anything like that, you know? So they all have to play catch up on this shit. So that's why they're all double checking their code. It's like the Y2K thing. They're like, you could turn it on and fuck up all our online games because of this, because we're not ready for it.
2: I I have a feeling it's one of those things where Sony's going to be like, okay, Destiny Dave changed his name to Dave 420 Blaze it but we still need you to connect to destiny dave at the core even though he has a new name
0: it should just just be attached to email addresses i'm I'm, but i'm sure it's not that easy it's
2: not
1: yeah it's it's not because sony's not giving your email address to every third-party company that has you online
2: yeah even though you probably agree to it but they can't you know get away with that Yeah. So yeah. There's a whole bunch of rumors less... circling
1: around about it. My wife
0: was asking me about it the other day. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not holding my breath until like yeah. Sony comes out and says it.
1: No, <laughs> uh, they will, and, and that's most likely what was in that update in in the 4.0 or 6.0 whatever firmware update we're on at this point, whatever .0 update we're on. That's yeah. most likely what was in yeah. there, the hidden thing that nobody has seen yet. Because Paris Games a lot Week of... is in
0: two weeks. If they don't announce it at Paris Game Week, then Sean Layden said, don't ask me that by next PSX, yeah. and I'm canceling in... next PSX.
2: Yes. So Tokyo <laughs> so say, yeah.
1: Isn't Tokyo Game Show after? No, that already
2: passed. Yeah,
0: already TGS happened? is already over. So. All right,
1: that already happened. So yeah. then Paris Games Week. Yeah. 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 But
0: we'll see.
2: Yeah. Or All PSX right. in three years when it comes back. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Uh, we'll have a couple more questions for you guys. we will push to next week, but uh, running a little long, or longer than we have normally. So um, we're going to call that uh, next week. Josh, review of Assassin's Creed. Um, or what do you have that you that you should be ready to roll with? I
1: have no idea.
0: Okay, that's fine.
1: I my brain <laughs> no. Uh, some <laughs> more no. some
0: more life is strange impressions um
1: yeah. stuff and junk yeah something will happen next week so well,
2: there will I'll be a show
1: and Whether at least two of us will podcast.
2: be here <laughs> at least i will be here i don't
0: have any plans of missing next week just for the record so all right guys get out there have some fun have a good week bye
1: Hashtag spot